Welcome to the Old Ways for the New Age podcast, where we are embracing ancient ways of being and opening our hearts to the magic of everyday life. We are your hosts, Christy and Hannah. Join us as we romance the ordinary, re-enchant our own lives with plant magic and get ourselves back to the garden. Before we get into the podcast, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the unceded land on which we live, work and record, the Wanjaraburra people. We wish to honour their elders past, present and emerging and recognise their continued connection to the land, sea and community. Yeah, okay, so... In light of talking about just talking about how not all ancestors are good ancestors to work with necessarily, do you have any other Mm -hmm. really specific guidelines that you follow around or you recommend around working with ancestors? I kind of have some, I guess, boundaries for the individual to put into place more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, I think always let your intuition sort of guide you on what feels right and what doesn't. But when you start doing ancestral work, I guess it's it's really difficult to sort of blur the lines between what they need healing through you, what they feel they need healing through you, and what you actually need to heal through yourself. Okay. Um, because I know that sounds a little bit confusing, so let me just elaborate. Essentially, your beautiful ancestors, although they walked this earth and they did all the things, my guess is that they probably weren't too amazing at maybe their communication skills or understanding their own emotions or unpacking any of the trauma that they went through because it really wasn't the generations. I I call that the generation of doing. They just put their head down and bum up and they got through it. And then you've got us who I call the generation of feeling who kind Mm -hmm. of like literally the buck has stopped with us and we're feeling everything from everyone who has ever existed and it's a lot like it's huge and it's overwhelming and sometimes these random bouts of like I don't know existential crisis or impending doom could also be the accumulation of the stuff that your ancestors have left unhealed and is manifesting inside of you so I think it's really important to work around Okay, so what is my stuff and what is their stuff? And by all means, you're going when you heal yourself, it ripples through your lineage. It absolutely does. But it's not your job to wholly and solely work your entire life on healing all of your ancestors. Yeah. Like it's it's not even physically possible. You will run out of time and you will become an ancestor that then continues to be <laughs> healing from the next generation. Like it's it doesn't make sense. You're here to live your life. So venerate your ancestors, work with them where it comes up in you that maybe you've inherited some stuff, work on that Mm -hmm. by all means. If you've got extra time and you want to really dig down deep into your historical and ancestral lineage on the generational trauma, please do. I think in some ways that can be cathartic and also explain some of the weird little idiosyncrasies that we have, but just start small. Don't take on, like for me, I'm probably not going to take on the full on, you know, Turkish and Greek genocide probably not going to start with that if I was starting with my ancestral journey Um, but I'm very much at a point with my work that I can sit down and have a conversation with my ancestors and being like wow so how did how did that affect you because that beautiful great-grandmother that I was talking about you would never have known never have known and I think a lot of people who um who are descendants from the people in the Holocaust um, or from even the the atomic bomb and all of the things that have happened in human history, 
all those people have children and they've got grandchildren and great grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And you look back at the people you actually get to know in this life and some of them might have some severe issues, but other some of them don't. Like my yeah. my great grandmother, she was lovely and easygoing, cool, cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. How would you how would you know that this is what she lived through? I'm watching this movie last night. I'm like, this. You went through this? Yeah. And every time you saw me, you gave me a bowl of lollies. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Okay. So, do we need to unpack this? Yeah, Did that's, you, like, I guess the question is, do you feel that she, like, was she better at processing her trauma than other people or was it not dealt with? I feel like for her, it. I feel like she dealt with it as much as she could deal with it. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, it was a thing that happened. She lived through it. She then had, you know, there was like a ripple of consequences that happened after that that she then again lived through. But by the time I I got to know her, she was in her 80s. Mm. Like she didn't care. She just wanted her family. So I don't know how maybe that then affected my grandfather. I know that even his own trauma of losing his father at three years old and then having to just be a first-generation Australian who, and like, you know, especially then you could spot a wog like my <laughs> goodness like a pimple on a pumpkin and my family they're as woggy as they come every <laughs> single photo that I see of my grandfather I'm like yep like you're the first one like the focal point of all these black and white photos I still see him first because he looks so different from everyone so his own trauma and stuff around losing his father and growing up in a world like that um then obviously had a massive effect on how he raised my father Mm. Um, and then the other grandparents as well. So my grandfather's in-laws and when they came to the country, they were farmers and it just, the ripple effects may not be as, you know, some people, for example, would go to addictions to try and, um, to numb the pain. Mm. Other people might overcompensate in, in other ways. It could be through work, which I think is what my family has done. They've overcompensated through work and needing to provide and just focus and escape through you know quote-unquote purpose Hmm. um but really it's still escapism and it's still masking so um that and then that makes people really disconnected and makes them not know how to communicate it means that they don't know how to actually have genuine loving caring and mutual relationships Hmm. the ripple effect isn't as apparent as you know maybe that they may not have limbs missing or they may not be alcoholics but it's still caused an effect and so observation is a really important tool when doing this kind of work and starting starting on your journey of maybe unpacking some of uh, what's happened with your ancestors. Hugely. I also think that, you know, stepping back and especially if you're the black sheep of the family, which I think a lot of people sort of resonate with that, they kind of go, yeah, I, I seem to be looking at things quite differently. You're probably the person who is is there to sort of change things, and that's a good thing. It feels like a bit of a beast of burden type of mm. um, bit of vibe, but as much as it is, it's also a huge honour that you're the one who can actually sift through the bullshit and kind of cut through it and go, right, so this is what we're going to throw away and I'm not going to be embodying anymore, not for anyone, not for my family, not for tradition, not just for this is what I'm doing for me now. Yeah, and so that's, yeah, it's not all on you to do all of the healing, but people no, coming through now, yeah. it's, you know, we are generally the ones starting to really, again, 
be observant about that and like patterns we see through our family lines and things that have just kind of embed themselves in us that we haven't realized. It's just about being conscious, right? And starting where you can. Yeah, absolutely. And I start small, start and be consistent, small and consistent. And it's, you know, as naturopaths as well, it's pretty much what we'd say to our clients when you do Mm -hmm. dietary changes. We don't want you to change your entire diet overnight. It's not going (laughs) to work. We want you to make small little things that you know you're going to actually enjoy and be able to incorporate. It's the same thing when it comes to ancestral or any sort of magical work. Make it small, make it consistent, make it sustainable. And so it's not vague for people too. Like an example of that might be observing how you perhaps interact during conflict with another person. Are you the kind of Especially your family. Yeah. Especially your family because they are your mirrors, especially if someone in your family triggers the shit out of you. Why? What do they bring up in you? What has that come from? And by saying where has it come from isn't excusing the shit behavior. Um, yeah. But I also think you're not going to heal it until you understand it. Yeah. And that's all it is, right? It's like, you know, ancestral trauma or ancestral um, like spots that need healing. It's not like a vague concept. It really is just like observing what's come through, what's been, you know, put into your brain from childhood, the way that people interact with you and your family unit, the way that you interact with others, you know, observing that and just going, oh, this maybe isn't the healthiest behavior. Where did, again, asking why, that's the natural favorite question, but yeah. why? So why why mm-hmm. did that come up? Why do I react so quickly? Like, why do I yell? Why am I a yeller? Where'd that come from? Do I need to yell? How could I start to change the way that I respond to people so that I'm not yelling when I get angry? Um, you know, or why does this topic about having children trigger me when everybody asks it at the family get-togethers, you know? Like, what is it about that that is a trigger? And are there ways that I could start to change my behaviors or my think- my thought patterns so that I no longer am triggered by that question? So I just I wanted to also too, demystify. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I also think that um, forgiveness is, I know how, how naff that sounds, but I think understanding that the, especially the generations before us, even, even our parents, let alone our grandparents and our great-grandparents, they did not have the tools to deal with anything. Mm. Like my, my family in particular, I can only speak from my experience, we're not a well-off family. My like we're we're immigrants, right? So you come here with one shoe and three dollars of a different currency. <laughs> so it's it's you don't you're starting from the bottom, and they they just had to get through. There was no room for emotional healing. There was no room for self reflection. There was mm. there was none of that shit. And then those people are generally very very young, and then they have children, mm. and then there's essentially emotionally immature. Tr- traumatized people then raising children yeah and then the cycle continues so again it's about under actually stepping back from well they should have known better well yeah okay with when you've got all the tools at your disposal you've got all the knowledge that you've got you've got access to all the resources and and services that we do now sure that argument could probably hold up they didn't have shit they didn't have anything Mm-hmm. And it's it's not fair to compare apples with apples here because it's not apples. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. So I think if you want to do ancestral veneration, like you can't just cherry pick the parts of your grandparents. You've got it, you, you know, or your ancestor, whoever you're working with, 
if you're picking an ancestor, you're, you're picking them wholly and solely the way that they see you. They see you in all your flaws. They see you picking your nose. They see you going to the toilet on your phone for two hours when really you're only <laughs> getting there for 15. Like, you know, it's, it's important that they, they are seeing you in your most vulnerable and hideous <laughs> self and they love you sick. Yeah. So it's important that you kind of give them the same level of respect. It doesn't mean you condone shit things that happened, but it does mean that you understand it and mm. forgive it. You don't have to carry that through. Yeah. Again, it's just, it's observing like things in a holistic way. Like that's, that's again, a naturopath thing, right? Like let's look at all aspects of a situation. And I think what mm-hmm. you've just said about understanding where they came from and how things just weren't the same. They didn't have the internet. No. Then they didn't have Facebook support groups and they didn't have any of that. They, you know, at the best they had a library and with your ancestors, there was a language barrier. So even that wasn't helpful. Yeah. And there no. weren't like community groups like there are now. It wasn't the same. So, like, their capacity no. to do that work was, you know, limited by what they had access to and, and the time that they had and also, like, the severity of the experiences they had, right? Like, how tra- absolutely you know, the level of trauma you've experienced and also how you're raised by the person before you will determine, like, how well you're able to deal with something. So, you know, also, there is... you're dealing with, with gender issues there as well because, mm. um, because women were... Go in the house and you cook, you clean, you sew, and you take care of children. That is it. Yeah. That that that's it. Also, there's no schooling. But from from my family, um, my cousins and I have gotten the furthest in school out of everyone in our family before us. Mm. And that's mm. that includes just finishing high school. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of especially my grandfather who who lost his father when he was about three, he had to drop out at about eight years old and he was working. Mm-hmm. Um Sorry, I could actually have that wrong. I think, yeah, anywhere from the ages of like 8 to 12 or something. Like it was ridiculously young. And he's out working full time from there. My my father-in-law even, he's been working since he was about six and yeah. he's been smoking since about then too. So like <laughs> the knowledge that we have now is not the same as what they had. They were very limited. And we also need to remember that they're not deities. These are not divine beings no. or gods and goddesses. These were human. Yeah, These are people. humans. So they're flawed. They're flawed in the best possible way. So don't put them on a pedestal and expect perfection because they did what they could do with what they had. And so like, it's not on you, like it's not on the individual now to be responsible for all of the healing. However, there is a reason why we now have the tools in this lifetime that we've got, because it is helpful for starting that process. And there is some sort of like, uh, not responsibility, but this is the time. Like this is the time where a lot of us will start to do that work because this is when it was meant to happen. Uh, we have Absolutely. the tools, the resources, we have the societal understanding. Like ancestral trauma is not like an unknown word anymore. This is something that you say to most people and they'll have at least a rudimentary understanding of what you're talking about. They'll have heard it somewhere on the internet on TikTok or something. Um, I think especially in Australia, we know it through the Indigenous people of this land and their mm-hmm. descendants. For sure. Like, and what what they're the atrocities that they've been through as well. Like it's, like I said, there's, there's not a culture on earth that hasn't been touched through through generational trauma or ancestral trauma mm. in any way, shape, or form. Everyone has got something. And whether it's on the, s- the size of the scale as the Indigenous people or even the Greeks and the Turks 
or whether it's just, I say just, I'm not trying to diminish it, but even if it's just within the family and there's Mm -hmm. something that gets carried through, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's a secret that is like rotting the the family Mm -hmm. away like a cancer, like there's everyone has got something and it affects everyone differently. So by, by actually tapping into your ancestors, you're tapping into a part of yourself that you are not aware of that they can guide you through. And so speaking about healing and ancestral healing, ancestral trauma, sometimes Mm -hmm. some people have heavier loads to carry than others and heavier packs to unpack. And so it can be helpful to have somebody to support you on that journey. And so you offer services that do help people with this. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. I I had actually um, a really beautiful client come to me a little while ago and she goes, I've got some generational trauma that um, I need to deal with. Um, I'd like me and my sister to come in. And I've gone, yep, I I hear that. However, you'll probably find that you and your sister actually embody this trauma completely differently, which she 100% agreed with. Mm -hmm. Because even though you could have siblings all within the same generation, they're not all feeling the same level of trauma or burden that you may be feeling. Mm -hmm. There could be some of your siblings that don't feel anything. They're like, no, I'm good, mate. Like, (laughs) couldn't be more free and you could have been the one to inherit it so sort of distinguishing where you're at because you could even be listening to the conversation going why do I feel so fine because you actually could just be fine you're allowed to be fine that's okay yeah Um, yeah (laughs) you've got permission you can go play go have fun well the rest of us are all crying for no reason (laughs) um but when you come in to do work with me I'll generally come across this through pendulum work so we touched a little bit about that before For those who aren't aware, pendulum is a weighted object on the end of a string or a chain. And I tap into your guides, your energies with permission in order to then sort of investigate. I think that's why I love it so much because I get to be like a bit of a spiritual detective. Um, I think that's also the reason why Hannah and I both love naturopathy because you get to be like a health detective. For sure. Um, So it it kind of plays a similar sort of role, but it, it gives me like a, I just get a massive kick out of it. So Um, the first thing that I usually like to find out is I like to know where that person's ancestry is from because that will also denote how the ancestors usually come to me. Usually, like I'm not using a blanket statement here at all because as soon as I say this, I know they'll bloody change it on me. (laughs) Um, But usually if I'm getting like a Southern European, so like your Italians, your, um, your Greeks, Spanish, even French people coming to me, they all come at me like the way my family do. So it's pretty easy to tell without that person even telling me where they're from. I just go, oh, so where does your ancestry happen to be from? And they go, oh, I'm Italian. Yeah, cool. That's why I'm getting in trouble because I haven't eaten before the session. Um, and, like, they'll they'll literally start telling you off before the session and I'm just, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. So, anyway, I do the pendulum work. I'll discover bits and pieces. And with permission, it also depends on what that ancestor wants you to know because you don't need to know it all. You just need to know the stuff that you need to know and the rest will kind of unfold as it needs to. So some of the stuff you could be carrying could be ancestral. It could also be entangled into a past life. That's Mm. where it gets a little bit trickier, but we also can, I just like to describe it as putting conditioner through knotty hair. You can get through it. It just might take a few goes. (laughs) Um, So we get to do that. We also look at anything that may be causing that to be brought up in your life currently. So maybe there's a particular trigger that is there for a reason um that is actually needing you to look at this and to looking at this from a different perspective so Mm -hmm. yeah we do we go at it from a few different areas um and 
it's really about just treating that person as a whole, how they're presenting. So although I may be dealing with ancestral trauma, it's depending on how it's embodied in that individual. Yeah. And the pendulum, so I always struggle to explain exactly, like I can be like, yes, she'll go through some lists and she'll investigate, (laughs) but then it's the actual doing of the thing that I I find difficult to put words to. Um, Mm -hmm. So in like, how does that actually work on the other end in terms of like, you're obviously, you're using the pendulum to determine what the underlying issue is. Um, but then, and you're obviously speaking to ancestors at the same time, that's not necessarily connected Mm -hmm. to the pendulum. That's just a part of the experience for you. But what are you then doing at the end? Like, what are people, what would people expect the pendulum clearing to do for them in this regard? What would they expect to feel afterwards? If I speak from what, if I use the words that my clients use, it's, holy crap, I feel a lot lighter. Why do I feel so much lighter? Because you've been carrying a lot of stuff. So when I work with the pendulum, I'm working with the energies around you. So where you're carrying things that aren't yours or aren't serving you, that's what we're lifting off. And usually when I'm lifting things off, I also like to replace it with something a little bit lighter, like peace or happiness or, you know, just general love would be nice rather than the existential dread that some people are carrying around. So... (laughs) It's literally like peeling the layers off, like, you know, the whole Shrek onion sort of analogy. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. peeling the layers off so you can start actually living your life as you. Mm-hmm. As, and so as the individual. when would you recommend someone seek help versus trying to do things themselves? Look, I always think when it comes to it's really tricky sometimes dealing with your own stuff because you're not always seeing it objectively. So by by putting your hand up and going, hey, I just like a check-in. I'm not really sure where I'm at. That's always a good place to start. Also, when you just feel like you're in the middle of a cyclone and nothing is making sense, everything's blurry and confusing and rushing around you, probably a good time to come in. Mm-hmm. Potentially left it a little bit late, but we're still here for it. <laughs> okay. And I've had clients before where ancestral stuff has come up in flower essence readings, right? And they've come yes, to you. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Um, and like the experience with that one, like one particular person was, it was, it was, it was invading her everyday life. It was Mm -hmm. something that she had been carrying and felt like this, like an unreasonable level of responsibility for the pain of her ancestors. And she wasn't actually like consciously aware that it was affecting her to the level that it was. Um, But when it's affecting your everyday life and you've not got progress, like there's no, like she was just carrying the burdens and feeling the pain yeah. and almost self-inflicting the pain on herself, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't productive. Like it wasn't going anywhere. So as much as it's good to honor your ancestors and also want to, uh, I guess, work with that ancestral trauma, if you, if it's, if it's affecting your daily work home relationships um, mm-hmm. kind of situation and it is not progressive, it's not, feeling any different day to day, year to year, because this was a like lifetime long experience she was having, then, you know, that's probably when it's also time to seek help when you are feeling and you are bringing on all of that pain and that burden, but you're not seeing any lightness or progress at all. Absolutely. I also think too, like I said before, like 
your ancestors did not suffer what they went through so that you would also be suffering. Mm. Like they don't want you to be to be carrying the pain. They may want you to understand it. They may want, they may also, some people also wear it as a bit of a badge of honor. Mm. Being like, this is what my family went through. This, and I get that. I because it's you've, it's a way to remember it and to to keep history alive as well. But they at no point do your ancestors want you to be crippled by the pain that they experienced. Mm. However, that also shows me that those ancestors were probably probably putting too much on that person as well. Um, so getting the balance right there, like you said, probably a good time to be seeking help, 100%. Um, and flower essences also, mm. my gosh, talking about an onion and layers, that's <laughs> a really, really great way. I call them emotional jackhammers because they'll get to the root of it and they will really help to dissipate it. So the physical body is kind of like the last port of call for the spirit world to try and get a hold of you. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why flower essences can be so amazing because another tangible thing for you to actually take and release some things. But you've probably been having signs and all sorts of things around you for ages and just going past them. Sometimes they actually need to weigh on you physically for you to take notice. And so it can manifest physically for sure. But then also yeah. what are those signs maybe so we can prevent people getting to that stage where it's, you know, so pervasive and not very healthy? What are some of the signs that they might get other than physically, like dreams? I think is yeah, probably I was one. Say dr- dreams is a big one. Also, like let's not take into account the amount of content that we actually consume these days as well. Have a look and see if there's a particular theme coming through. And outside of, you know, the things that you've said around your phone popping up, like, <laughs> <laughs> which is really getting to me at the moment. I'm like, stop listening to me. Yeah. Um, but particular themes, whether it's just about, if you're seeing a lot of things about healing or if you're seeing a lot of things about a particular country and you're like, oh, I think actually I might have someone who is from there, just sort of tap in and see if there's anything there you need to investigate because they're constant, even if it's music, if you're hearing someone around you, like if you're going to the shops and you're hearing a particular language being spoken and or you smell something, smell is a big thing. God, if I smell cigarettes and whiskey, that's my grandfather. Also, like really obnoxious male cologne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's also my grandfather. And I had that about two or three times last night as I was watching this. And the interesting thing about that was my grandfather also didn't know what his mother went through. So it was interesting sort of having my grandfather sitting behind me watching this movie about his mother who's also in spirit and Mm. they're like, oh, my God, yeah. And then watching the waltz at the end of it, I was getting so distracted. Am I watching the movie or my ancestors? It was great. Um, But, yeah, so signs, movies that you watch, languages that you hear, smells, dreams, um, conversations that you have. Like yeah. there's so many things and we we do just take those things for granted. And even when you start doing spiritual work, that shit still goes over your head. Sometimes it's not until it slaps you in the face. Like, <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. So I think that's so helpful. I think people are going to find this really eye-opening, especially if they're not somebody who has done any work with this yet. I think this will be really interesting. And Again, you can like where would you like people to find you if they have questions or they want a book or they want to kind of see more of what you're about? Um, probably my Instagram and or my website. So it's Eleni New Age Naturopath. 
uh, and dots between all those. And also good luck trying to spell my name. Everyone struggles mm-hmm. with that. Um, so- <laughs> E-double-L-E-N-E. E-double-L-E-N-E. That's how you spell it. It's pronounced Eleni. You can call her Lenny. I'm sure she won't mind. Um, with that. Len, just don't- Lenny, your highness, like I'm, I'm pretty easy going. Just don't call her Helen. <laughs> don't you fucking dare. <laughs> there's, there's some ancestral trauma. <laughs> uh, so, so actually, quickly before we finish on that, that's actually another thing that um, we do in, in our Greek culture is we name our children after their grandparents. Mm. So like my sister is named after my grandmother and I'm named after my my dad's mother. But everyone knew her as Helen and that's one of the ancestors I kind of have some issues with. Um, so no one is allowed to call me that because it's also not my name. On my birth certificate and everywhere else, I am Eleni. So own your name, own your last name. I don't care how difficult your last name is to say. You <laughs> correct people. I don't care how difficult your first name is. You correct people because if people can say, you know, bloody all the other amazing names in world history, they can say your name. And all the Eleni- ones that we spell now and make up you know right like the bastardized words that we put together if we can say all that we can say eleni (laughs) so problem so yes eleni new age naturopath sorry eleni Eleni new age naturopath (laughs) and she has a website as well and you do sessions through the week on weekdays yeah via zoom distance or in person phone in person over the phone however you need me uh it doesn't matter where you are in the world i've got clients uh in greece the uk canada and somewhere else i'm sorry to that other person i forgot where you're from (laughs) Uh, yeah so there's lots of ways to contact her but definitely like as much as i will have some of this stuff come up in readings that i do it's not my specialty and so i will definitely direct you to eleni if there's any sort of ancestral or like deeper energy clearing needed because the pendulum clearings really are i don't i always say to people i have no idea how it works don't uh, well i have a vague idea but like (laughs) i i don't see what you see so like i don't really know the nitty-gritty of it i just know that it works so go do it and they do and they go oh my god you were so right um so, yeah, definitely worthwhile doing if you feel like even stuck energy or, for example, I used to get um, anxiety on sunset every single day, every single day, and I hated sunset and I'd have to be seeing the sun and it was this whole thing. And so we did a session and I haven't had it since. So it, it is very – and that was years ago. So sometimes you just need a little extra help and, it's you know, Eleni services are great for that. But – we should definitely talk about like we'll. we'll tr- I'm going to convince Eleni to come back and talk about other things. Because um. <laughs> <laughs> Eleni has so much trouble talking. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, you've all enjoyed today's episode. And definitely go find Eleni, say hi to her, and I will share her platforms also on the Instagram for the Old Ways podcast and on my Instagram as well just so that you can find her really easily if you get confused because she does have a lot of dots in her Instagram name. Um, Yeah, my apologies. (laughs) But if I put it all together, it doesn't make any bloody sense. So I (laughs) did my best. Yes, you did. Uh, So, yeah, thanks so much, Eleni. Like this is so much valuable information for people. And uh, I definitely look forward to talking to you again about something different. (laughs) I I am here for it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No, it's been awesome. And yeah, have an amazing day. Thanks, baby, too. 
Thank you for joining us and for listening in. We know your time is sacred and special and we appreciate you spending yours with us. Please feel free to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at oldwaysforthenewage underscore podcasts to see more of what we talk about here. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, bye for now.